Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own heart. We have offended against thy holy law. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 73 on page 428. Truly God is loving unto Israel, even unto such as are of a clean heart. Nevertheless, my feet were almost gone, my treadings had well nigh slipped. And why, I was grieved at the wicked, I do also see the ungodly in such prosperity. For they are in no peril of death, but are lusty and strong. They come in no misfortune like other folk, neither are they plagued like other men. And this is the cause that they are so holden with pride, and cruelty covereth them as a garment. Their eyes swell with fatness, and they do even what they lust. They corrupt other, and speak of wicked blasphemy. Their talking is against the Most High. For they stretch forth their mouth unto the heaven, and their tongue goeth through the world. Therefore fall the people unto them, and thereout suck they no small advantage. Hush, say they, how should God perceive it? Is their knowledge in the Most High? Lo, these are the ungodly, these prosper in the world, and these have riches in possession. And I said, then have I cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocency. All the day long have I been punished, and chastened every morning. Yea, and I had almost said even as they, but lo, then I should have condemned the generation of thy children. Then thought I to understand this, but it was too hard for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I the end of these men. Namely, how thou dost set them in slippery places, and castest them down, and destroyest them. Oh, how suddenly do they consume! perish and come to a fearful end. Yea, even like as a dream when one awaketh, so shalt thou make their image to vanish out of the city. 
Thus my heart was grieved, and it went even through my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant, even as it were a beast before thee. Nevertheless I am always by thee, for thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and after that receive me with glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee, and there is none upon earth that I desire in comparison with thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart, and my portion for ever. For lo, they that forsake thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that are unfaithful unto thee. But it is good for me to hold me fast by God, to put my trust in the Lord God, and to speak of all thy works in the gates of the daughter of Sion. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fourth verse of the fourth chapter of the book of Daniel. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house, and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream, which made me afraid, and the thoughts on my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. These were the visions of my head while on my bed. I was looking, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong, its height reached to the heavens, and it could be seen to all the ends of the earth. Its leaves were lovely, its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it, the birds of the heavens dwelt in its branches, and all flesh was fed from it. I saw in the visions of my head while on my bed, and there was a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven. He cried aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree, and cut off its branches, strip off its leaves, and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts get out from under it, and the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze, in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let him graze with the beasts on the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast, and let seven times pass over him. This decision is by the decree of the watchers, and the sentence by the word of the holy ones, in order that the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whomever he will, and sets over it the lowest of men. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, declare its interpretation, since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation. But you are able, for the spirit of the holy God is in you. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaidens, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercies on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy, a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
Here begins the 30th verse of the 22nd chapter of the Book of Acts. The next day, because he wanted to know for certain why he was accused of the, by the Jews, he released him from his bonds and commanded the chief priests and all their council to appear, and brought Paul down and set him before them. Then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall, for you sit to judge me according to the law, and do you command me to be struck contrary to the law? And those who stood by said, Do you revile God's high priest? Then Paul said, I did not know, brethren, that he was the high priest, for it is written, You shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. But when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. And when he had said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For Sadducees say that there is no resurrection and no angel or spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. Then there arose a loud outcry, and the scribes of the Pharisees' party arose and protested, saying, We find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. Now when there arose a great dissension, the commander, fearing lest Paul might be pulled to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them, and bring him into the barracks. But the following night the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord of all power and might, who art the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of thy name, increase in us true religion, nourish us with all goodness, and of thy great mercy keep us in the same, through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Amen. O God, from all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed. Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. The love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. I'll save the, the interpretation of our passage from Daniel for the whoever's leading tomorrow night, because we'll get the explanation from Daniel. But one thing we will, uh, I want to say about this dream that Nebuchadnezzar receives is that oftentimes we wonder if God is speaking to us. And, you know, was this a sign? Was this a message? And what we see in Scripture is that when God talks to us, he makes it very clear that he's doing so. In this, Nebuchadnezzar received this, this dream that's so disturbing that he has to ask other people for help. It's not, there's no question in his mind that this is just a normal type of dream. This is something fundamentally different that needs interpretation. Just in the same way, when we see, you know, Samuel receive, is talked to by God as a young child, and he goes and he thinks it's, Eli, the priest, is talking to him. And so he, he goes back to sleep, and God keeps talking to him until he responds properly. So that's a should be our realization that when God speaks to us, he makes it very plain and clear. And now we don't always know what he's saying or what the meaning is. And it's always important to go to people who we trust and can understand and who can, who have a, what we call a discernment of spirits, who can explain to us when God is talking to us and when we are receiving messages that are not from God, who are able to help us discern against these things. And so now we turn to our New Testament lesson with Paul. And, you know, it's interesting that he's, he recognizes that he's been called up before the, the, the powers that be and recognizes that they're both Pharisees and Sadducees. And he recognizes that the Sadducees deny the resurrection of the dead. The Sadducees were the, the cultural elites in, in uh, Judea at the time. They were the sophisticated, educated people. They had... Basically, it's the, the temple was under their auspices, and they were very aligned with the Roman powers that be. And so they did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. They believed, Josephus says that they actually believed that there was no afterlife. Now, later scholars say this isn't the case. They still believed in, in Sheol, the, the, the rest of the dead. But the, the point remains that this was the very sophisticated way of looking at the world and aligning themselves with Rome, such that when the, the Jewish revolt happens in 70 
about 70 AD and then the actual destruction of, of the temple in 70 AD, uh, Ananias is killed by the, 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 the uprisers. And so he was aligned with the, the, the Roman powers. And Paul recognizes that there's a division, division because the Pharisees, on the other hand, did believe in the resurrection of the dead. They did believe that the, there was spirits working in the world both good and evil spirits, which the, the Sadducees denied. And so I think it's a, a, a call for us to, you know, there are many beliefs out there and many beliefs within Christianity. And I think it's, it's important for us to understand them. And so we can know these things and most importantly, know why they're incorrect. And there'll be times when it's important for us to know, just as it was important for Paul to know. And then finally, I just wanted to make mention of our, our psalm tonight, where the psalmist is talking about how it is that people who are not holy, are not good people, and in fact, they're very bad people, and because that they're very bad people, they're able to use that to their advantage in the world and seem to thrive and flourish while the good people, the, the people who believe in God are downtrodden or poor and destitute. And it only ultimately makes sense for this, the psalmist in worship, in the temple, when he is worshiping God and realizes the end of these people. Because in the end, that's all they're ever going to receive. That's all they're going to get is this stuff of this world that's ultimately meaningless. That the, the important thing is one's relationship with God, which is he comes to realize in, in the temple, and which we should always come to realize when we come to the altar, when we join together in prayer with one another. This is the reason this is the fulfillment of the hope that is within us is this coming together in communion with one another and with God and praising him and glorifying him and celebrating our newness of life in him and this is this is the important stuff this is what matters ultimately this is what our life should be the the money the, the 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 luxuries these things ultimately do not matter and are often a hindrance to our relationship with god just some thoughts about tonight's lessons we'll continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590 and we'll take a moment to call to mind our own prayers and intentions Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, that the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, 
and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations.